This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. Recently, I encountered someone who insisted that within the book of the Acts of the Apostles, there were no teachings about quote-unquote works within it. Well, let's look at what has been sectioned into the second chapter of this book. Acts 2, 42-47 And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrines and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily, those who were being saved. Let's look at this from another translation to expand upon what is stated here. The Amplified Version. And they steadfastly preserved, devoting themselves constantly to the instruction and fellowship of the apostles, to the breaking of bread, including the Lord's Supper, and prayers. And a sense of awe, reverential fear, came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were performed through the apostles, the special messengers. And all who believed, who adhered to and trusted in and relied on Jesus Christ, were united, and together they had everything in common. And they sold their possessions, both their landed property and their movable goods, and distributed the price among all, according as any had need. And day after day they regularly assembled in the temple with united purpose, and in their homes they broke bread, including the Lord's Supper. They partook of their food with gladness and simplicity and generous hearts, constantly praising and being in favor and goodwill with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved, from spiritual death. And they sold their possessions, both their landed property and their movable goods, and distributed the price among all according to any had need. And day after day they regularly assembled in the temple with united purpose, and in their homes they broke bread, including the Lord's Supper. They partook of their food with gladness and simplicity and generous heart constantly praising God and being in favor and goodwill with all people. 
One, sold their possessions. Two, distributed the money amongst all according to their need. Three, they assembled in the temple with a united purpose. Four, they performed the Lord's Supper. Five, partook of their food with gladness, simplicity, and generous heart. Six, constantly praising God. Seven, being in favor and goodwill with all people. These seven items listed were and are quote-unquote works. This is also how all that profess to being quote-unquote Christian should still seek after. Most don't. Which is why Jesus Christ said this, Matthew seven thirteen through 14 Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. And a bit later also said this, Matthew seven twenty-one through 23 Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. These seven actions are behavior that are considered quote-unquote works, quote-unquote laws, quote-unquote commandments, things which most deny and thus must be done and followed, or they are taking the wide path and not the narrow. Yes, I did say the word, quote-unquote, must. Additionally, we see that Luke did mention, quote-unquote, works in the book of Acts. Therefore, any who say that it is by faith alone, teach opposite what is shown in these verses. For these people lived by works in faith in the book of Acts. Now, why did I say the last sentence once again? What does the word, quote-unquote, acts define as? Act, something that someone does, which also means, quote-unquote, works. Therefore, the book could legitimately be called the works of the apostles, meaning this entire book shows and teaches, quote-unquote, works, indicating those that decided upon naming this letter by the name given we're in fact emphasizing that Jesus Christ taught those that followed him must live their lives in both faith and works. Therefore, those that teach the people-pleasing messages like faith alone teach death. James 2.26 For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. It just amazes me how people wish to overlook the simplicity of the truth taught and in plain sight in the Word of God. They complicate and convolute the truth of the Word of God just so they can live within their sins. That is why faith alone is so important to them, because it allows them to live in sin, which as you read through the book of Acts, we see time and again those that repent and end living in their sin. For that is what is required by all. Five times the word repent and six times the word repentance appears in the book of Acts. What does it mean to repent? 
It means to change my mind, change the inner man, particularly with reference to acceptance of the will of God, to think differently or afterwards consider morally. What follows is what the Theological Dictionary of the New Testament says about this. In the teaching of Jesus according to the synoptics, repent is again the imperative which is indissolubly bound up with the indicative of the message of the kingdom. But Jesus does not merely repeat the call of John the Baptist. He modifies and transcends it by making conversion a fundamental requirement which necessarily follows from the present reality to the eschatological kingdom in his own person. To call to conversion is the purpose of his sending. His preaching of conversion far surpasses even the most powerful of such preaching before. So within the theological dictionary of the New Testament, we see the word conversion used multiple times. Therefore, let us define this word. Conversion is defined as the process of converting something from one thing to another. Converting is convert, to cause something or someone to change in form or character. What this boils down to is a new being, a new creation. However, we must remember this important fact taught in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 53. For this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Even though we are new beings, once we are born again, we are not perfect, nor will we be until we stand before Jesus Christ. With all this in mind, we come to the understanding that repentance is the creation of a new being that occupies the same physical body. However, their soul and spirit are a new creation that must strive to follow the teachings found within the Word of God. Yet, we must strive and learn to avoid sin, for we will always be plagued by it. The act of repentance can also be called a quote-unquote work. For to repent, to be converted, is an action word. So let us restate this once again. The entire book, called The Acts of the Apostle, is showing continually ongoing actions of works for the glory of God. Any who say the Bible does not teach works through faith are not teaching the Word of God, but a people-pleasing message. They are then cursing themselves. Galatians 1, 6-12 in the Amplified. I am surprised and astonished that you are so quickly turning renegade and deserting him who invited and called you by the grace, unmerited favor of Christ, the Messiah, and that you are transferring your allegiance to a different, even an opposite gospel. Not that there is or could be any other genuine gospel, but there are obviously some who are troubling and disturbing and bewildering you with a different kind of teaching which they offer as a gospel and want to pervert and distort the gospel of Christ the Messiah into something which it absolutely is not. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to and different from that which we preach to you, let him be accursed, anamatha, devoted to destruction, doomed to eternal punishment. As we said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel different 
from or contrary to that which you received from us, let him be accursed, anamatha, devoted to destruction, doomed to eternal punishment. Now, am I trying to win the favor of men or of God? Do I seek to please men? If I were seeking popularity with men, I should not be a bondservant of Christ the Messiah. For I want you to know, brethren, that the gospel which was proclaimed and made known by me is not man's gospel, a human invention according to or patterned after any human standard. For indeed, I do not receive it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came to me through a direct revelation given by Jesus Christ the Messiah. We too can receive a revelation from Jesus Christ via the Holy Spirit. I know this, for this is how these podcasts are written and presented to the world at large. However, time is quickly running out. The adversary has increased his attacks against all that strive to overcome. For he is growing desperate and wishes to take as many with him as possible, even those that have done their best to be a good and loyal servant to the Creator through his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We must do as we are commanded within the Word of God to separate ourselves from those that would lead us away from our Savior. 1 Timothy 6, 3-5 If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to the wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which accords with godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes and arguments over words, from which come envy, strife, reviling, evil suspicion, useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds, and destitute of the truth, who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. From such withdraw yourself. 2 Timothy 3, 1-5 But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For they are of the world, and the world is dead. Turn from them now. Place God at the center of your life. Forget the world about you. For if God is not within it, it is dead, as are those that stay within it. God bless. A name for yourself. Dream your dreams. Chase your heart above all Make a name the world remembers But all an empty world can sell his empty dreams I got lost in the lie that it was up to me To make a name the world remembers But Jesus is the only name to remember And I